the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Come on, say, turn it around. Open the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing. Overflow. Turn it around. Open the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing. We got it up. Don't Welcome to Beyond the Veil, a ministry of Day Spring Chapel. Arise, shine, and excel. Located at 1628 Hyde Park Ave, Hyde Park, Massachusetts. As Luke chapter 178 and 79 tells us, According to the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet in the path of peace. Now let's listen to today's message from Pastor David. Walks anywhere in the world. Do unto others as you would like them to do unto you. It's a powerful game. It's a powerful principle. Do unto other as others as you would like them to do unto you. Do it first. Then it will be done to you. You want love? Show love first. You want blessing? Bless somebody first. You want friendship? Show yourself friendly. Smile. A little smile will go a long way. Stop frowning your face. Amen? Oh, I don't have friends. Nobody loves me. Nobody gives me anything. Nobody remembers me. On my birthday, nobody calls me. How many people do you call on their birthday? Have you ever called anybody on their birthday? If you will call somebody on their birthday next year, you can be sure, you can be sure that they will call you. If they don't call you, some other person will call you. Because you might actually not get it from where you saw you get it from anywhere. Amen. It's the royal law. Do unto others as you will like them to do unto you. So you don't want to be one of those that say, I don't have to please anybody. I just have to please myself. I don't care about what anybody feels. It's what I feel. It's, it's my own feeling. You say, I'm hurt. Oh, I'm not pleased. You're just focusing on yourself. Self-satisfaction leads to pride. Self-satisfaction hands up in pride. Pride is a terrible thing. Pride is a terrible thing. Remember again that we are looking at humility. If I didn't say that, we're looking at humility in the context of in him I'm well pleased. Or in the context of pleasing God. Humility. Humility. Last week we looked at obedience. So today we're looking at humility. Now you're not going to obey without humility. Humility comes before obedience. Without humility, you're not going to obey. There's no obedience. Humility precedes obedience. Also, humility precedes wanting to know anybody as to pleasing them. You want to know them because you want to please them. You want to know them because you, you want to do them good or to do them well. You've got to have to humble yourself also. In fact, the desire to even want to please anybody is humility. So humility is key here. Before obedience is humility. 
If you are not humble, you're not going to obey anybody. It takes obedience to obey. Again, I said that pride is a terrible thing. The scripture says pride goes before a fall. Satan fell due to pride. Christ rose due to humility. Satan fell due to pride. Christ rose and rose up and was promoted because of humility. Pride is repugnant to God, but humility is pleasing to him. Pride is a complex. It will prevent you from learning, from listening. It will prevent you from obeying anyone. It will prevent you from obedience. Let's look at our text, Philippians 2 and Philippians 3. Very pertinent scriptures in what we're looking at here. Humility in the context of in him, I'm well pleased. Humility in the context of pleasing God. Humility in the context of pleasing anyone. In him, I'm well pleased. That's Philippians 2. It says from verse 1, Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, I want you to fulfill my joy, to be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than themselves. Let each one of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. Let's start again from verse 1. What is the Spirit of the Lord saying here? Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, is there any consolation in Christ? Is there any comfort of love? Is there any fellowship of the Spirit? Is there any affection? Is there any mercy in Christ? Yes, there is consolation. There is comfort of love. There is affection. There is mercy. But only in the context of brethren that live together in love. Is there any consolation in Christ? Is there any comfort of love? Is there any fellowship in the spirit? Is there any affection and mercy? The only way you're going to have all of that, you're going to experience all of that, is if all of you are like-minded, being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, no pride, but in lowliness of mind, in humility, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only of his own interest or for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. Only in that context, only in that context, will you experience the love of Christ, the comfort of love, the fellowship in the spirit, the affection that is in Christ, the mercy that is in Christ, because it's going to come out from you to me what is in Christ what I can experience in Christ is going to come from you to me it's going to come from me to you is there any comfort of love is there any consolation in Christ is there any fellowship in the spirit is there any affection is there any mercy at all there will be mercy there will be affection there will be love as it comes from you to me as it goes from me to you as I humble myself as you humble yourself as we are like-minded, as we have the same love one for another, as we are joined together in unity, as I humble myself, as you humble yourself, as you esteem others better than yourself, and others esteem you better than themselves. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, 
There you go. Don't go out to satisfy yourself. Go out to satisfy somebody else. Amen? Go out to please somebody else. If you please somebody else, you'll be pleased. Because somebody will please you. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. This, for many of us, doesn't come natural. For many people, it doesn't come natural. In fact, I've seen unbelievers. I've seen unbelievers that are so good at some things. There are many Christians that have been Christians for a long time. And it's a shame that the Christians have not learned simple things. If unbelievers can do those things, we have the Holy Spirit that will not only teach us to do those things, but will help us to do those things and do them well. And it's all for our good. All for our good. So he says, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, let me be happy. Fulfill my joy in you being like-minded, in you being humble, in you being united, being of one mind, of the same love. And it continues in verse 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. What mind should be in you? The mind of humility, the mind of Christ. It's an attitude, it's a mindset, it's a lifestyle, it's a lifestyle, it's a, it's a disposition. Let this mind, let this mindset, let this mind of humility, let this mentality of humility be in you. This was what was in Christ Jesus. Then the Holy Spirit goes on to describe the humility of Jesus to us. It's a powerful principle and it's a very elaborate description here that if we will get it and will do the same, we'll let the mind of Christ be in us. This mind of humility be in us. Wow. The body of Christ, the people of God will end up the same way that it was for Jesus. That God, his father, was so excited about him, so pleased with him, that he lifted him up and gave him a name, a name above every name. Because of humility, because of obedience. Again, there is no obedience without humility. You can see right there. Let his mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who been in the form of God. He was God, but he did not consider that as something to hold on to. Rather, I mean, this is powerful. It's like you are the director of a company and uh, you don't let that enter your head and make your head swell. You just carry yourself just simply. You are unassuming. Amen? You don't let that, you know, be a controlling factor that would determine everything that you do. You don't carry it on your face. You don't dress up like it. You don't present like it. Jesus Christ did not have to make himself big or present himself big if you are really something if you are really something you don't have to proclaim it amen if you really have something you don't have to trumpet it you don't have to you no know, speak about it to make yourself somebody if you really have it it's when you don't have it that you want to cover up by being prideful pride it's not so much because you have something. There are many people who don't have nothing and they are still arrogant. It's not because they are rich. It's not because they have attained anything. They don't have any degrees, but they are still arrogant. They are poor, they are still arrogant. 
They are ignorant and they are still arrogant. Pride is not a factor of your position. It's a mental thing. It's a psychological thing. And it's a spiritual thing. It's a state of the mind. Jesus Christ, though God, he did not count that as something to hold on to. But he humbled himself. But the scriptures say, he made himself of no reputation. Many, 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 many people, especially in churches, they love titles. Amen? We hope you have been blessed by today's broadcast. Come worship with us at Spring Chapel, located at 1628 Hyde Park Ave in Hyde Park, Massachusetts. Sunday worship is at 1 p.m., Bible study and prayers on Wednesday at 7.30. You may contact Pastor David for prayers or counseling at 857-266-0778, extension 2. Until tomorrow at this same time, Monday through Friday, arise, shine, and excel. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.